Hey there, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda. Shalom to all of you, and I pray that you all are doing well. All right, so um, just a quick recap. This is going to be part three for today's episode. I've already published part one and part two. And just a quick reminder to make sure you're looking at the titles of each episode so that you are listening to each episode in order for this mini-series. You don't want to skip any parts or listen to them out of order because I am reading from a book. So um, I just want to share that because sometimes I've, or I've noticed that sometimes people are listening to the very first episode that they see, which is the most recent one. Because this is a series and it's going in order and I'm reading from a book, you'll want to start at part one and then listen to part two, part three, and so on. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But today's episode will be part three. I'm going to be picking up where I left off at. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, We are really diving into some really amazing information here um, and I pray that it blesses you and I pray that already what's been shared has been a blessing for you and of course if you have any questions or concerns or prayer requests please feel free to email me at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com all right so let's go ahead and jump into part three and we are going to be reading about the blueprint for men in the word of Yahuwah we're going to look at different categories of men. Okay. So first we're going to look at the unbelieving men and there's four types. So there's unregenerated worldly men, unregenerated religious men, unregenerated wicked men, and unregenerated good men. So an unregenerated man is a worldly man, meaning he lives according to the system of this world. A worldly man is a man who does not have a relationship with his creator. Therefore, he is counted by scripture and by Yahuwah as an unbelieving man. Note, he may be religious, atheist, wicked, or counted as a quote-unquote good man, but it amounts to the same thing. They are all bundled into one category, spiritually as an unbelieving man. Their hearts are guilty of the same sin, unbelief which is a form of spiritual pride which Yahuwah hates. Unbelieving men all end up in the lake of fire because Yahuwah does not categorize according to how good or bad you are. He categorizes your spiritual status according to believing and unbelieving. This is serious. In Revelation 21.8, it reads, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, Sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Did you read in the scripture above, the cowardly, unbelieving, murderers, and sorcerers all end up in the same place? Dear man, as you soothe your conscience with, after all, I am a good man, know that this cannot justify you before Yahuwah. Heaven accepts believing men in Yeshua HaMashiach. And sinners saved by his grace. Hell accepts everybody that heaven rejects. Once a man has no relationship with Yahuwah, our Elohim, it means his spirit is unregenerated. He still does not carry the DNA of Yahuwah, so he cannot yet relate to him as father and savior, master, and so on. 
These men are tutored by conscience, parental, and societal restraints and religion. These kind of men are not saved. These kind of men may be good in outward appearance, well-meaning, but they cannot enter into the fullness of what Yahuwah desires and designed them to become. These kind of men do not go to heaven. His sins have not been repented of, therefore the penalty for his works of disobedience are his to pay. His will is in charge and his soul is lost. I am talking simply to help you diagnose what kind of man you are dealing with. Many believing women say things like, well, he goes to church, or he's a good man, and willfully ignore that his soul is not saved. He is still a perishing man. Yahuwah forbid if he was to die today, which means automatically he would go to where sinning souls all go. Can you sincerely say that you love a man and not be concerned about this? When women enjoy the goodness of a man without looking out for his, his eternal welfare, it is a big disservice. In fact, it is an act of wickedness on behalf of women. It may be through ignorance, but know that Yahuwah does not want women to simply sit back and enjoy the blessings of a good man without concerning ourselves with that man's eternal welfare. A wife is more than a woman attending to a man's physical and sexual needs. It is a woman who will help him attain destiny, purpose, and eternity. Too many women are happy to enjoy a good man, yet forget that as long as that man is not in the Messiah, Yahuwah the Father is denied the pleasure of a relationship with that man whom he created. Men are Yahuwah's property first before they are yours. Parents and women need to remember this. That man, son, brother, husband, father was created for the purposes of bringing Yahuwah glory. Men are gifts to our family, but we're not created for our happiness alone. As a rule, believing women are warned in the Bible not to get into a covenant relationship with unbelieving men, meaning do not intermarry. Now, if it happens that one of the couple becomes saved and the other is still unsaved, Scripture does not say to dump him or to split from him. It admonishes us to use prayer, unconditional love, and character to woo and turn their heart back to the Messiah. This book is not the place to go deeply into this, but for further reading, read the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 7 and 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1-6. through 6. Intercession is our best platform to release the necessary grace, power, and divine intervention necessary for Yahuwah to reach out to that man. But in the end, each person chooses to accept or reject the offer of salvation. Please, sisters, do not even consider marrying an unbeliever. Let Yahuwah deal with him first. 2 Corinthians 6.14 reads, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness and lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Now we're going to look at the believing man. Regenerated men, saved yet still carnal. Regenerated men, led by the Holy Spirit, led by the Ruach. There are two types of believing men. The carnal man is a believing man who is still living in the flesh, being led by his flesh, his own will, his natural mind and ways. He has not yet died to self. Romans 8, 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahuwah, for it is not subject to the law of Yahuwah, nor indeed can be. The carnal man is prone to disobedience on many levels. These kind of men are in church, but not submitted to, to the Messiah. These men say all the right things, but their practice gives them away. They have access to the Messiah through their confession of faith, yet deny him by their works. 
These men are dangerous and deadly. Paul warned Timothy from such turn away. In 2 Timothy 3.5, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. It is these men which put many unbelievers and believers off to Yeshua. It is these men which drive people out of the church. They regularly cause offense because they do not live up to the promise on the tin. Their contents do not match their labeling. In fact, the carnal man can sometimes seem worse than an unbelieving man because the devil is invested in pushing every button in their flesh to heighten their capacity to mis mis misrepresent Yahuwah in every way. Their witness becomes a disappointment to Yahuwah, to himself and to those who are influenced by him. These men exist, and these are the ones many women all around the world are in relationship and marriages with. Some are leaders, ministers, others exist in the pews of churches all around of the, of the world. Men who are doing well financially, men who hold down a good job, great at business, have all the trimmings and look good on the outside, yet they cause grief and tears to Yahuwah and to those who love them because their fruit is bitter. These men can change, but they need a fresh encounter with the Messiah, chastening and, and processing. Without this, they become desensitized to the damage they are causing and, and continue to go on black sorry, and continue to go on backsliding in their heart. Remember that the devil only needs a platform and open door caused by bad choices before he enters and harasses your life. Ephesians 4.27 warns us, nor give place to the devil. So the carnal man gives the devil plenty of opportunity and space to enter, and he diligently carries out his agenda of killing, stealing, and destroying. The devil doesn't care. He is happy to be given the opportunity to do his diabolical work. I believe these men are part of the reason why Yeshua said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting, Mark 9.29. There are certain spirits and powers, backsliding being one of them, which cannot be corrected without prayer and fasting. The powers that are gripping the carnal man dig deep, and the longer he continues living this way, the state of his soul deteriorates. Seven more wicked spirits attack him, like Yeshua said. In Matthew 12, verses 43-45, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. Carnal men need to be processed by Yahuwah before they are willing to submit and surrender. You will know you are dealing with a carnal man when no matter the preaching of the word of Yahuwah, that man is more in tune with his wants, his desires, his needs, and conviction is minimal even in the face of truth. If nobody can reason with him, it's time to fast and pray. Romans 8, 6-7 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahuwah, for it is not subject to the law of Yahuwah, nor indeed can be. Yahuwah deals with carnal men to strain the carnality out of them, because carnality, if left untamed, can lead them to self-destruct and inflict hurt and pain on those they relate with. The Corinthian believers were notably carnal in their ways. People like Samson were destroyed by carnality. He was strong, anointed, but in the end his life was cut short. 
Carnality is more than being sexually immoral. It is being childish, spoiled, immature, selfish, petty, or caught in a trap of gratifying your desires through ungodly or unholy means. It begins with mindsets. A carnal man needs to be convicted before change can proceed. For this, they need a fresh dose of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8 says, And when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The second type of believing man is the spirit-filled, spirit-led man. These men are the ones Yahuwah created in Messiah Yeshua. They are the ones that Yahuwah the Father seeks to develop every man into. They are submitted and surrendered to Yeshua. They are filled with his spirit and led by his spirit. Their will has been made subject to the will of Yahuwah and his word, and their desire is to please him who called them and saved them. Luke 12, 32. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. This was written about Yeshua at 30 years of age before he began his earthly ministry. Yeshua had grown up to get to this point of manhood. Though he was born without sin, Yahuwah still ensured that he went through the progressions every man goes through. Men do not arrive at this point overnight. There is a starting point and they grow. However, it is important to note that there are only two ways men become believing and spirit-filled and submitted to the law of love and grace in Messiah Yeshua. They are either number one, men raised in the fear of Yahuwah. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from Yahuwah. Or, number two, men birthed and raised through prayer, intercession, divine encounter, faith in the Messiah, and discipled. We read how Apostle Paul went through this birthing process in the church of Galatia. Galatians 4.19 says, My little children, for whom I labor and birth again, until Messiah is formed in you. So men are either raised right or put right and birthed through prayer, fasting, intercession, and discipleship once they give their lives to Yeshua. Of course, some men are raised right, then derail, which is another reason why men need to be covered in prayer. And we must be diligent in discipling and mentoring men. The enemy sets traps and snares for men to try and bring them down, especially the good ones. For the last three years in our ministry, Yahuwah has called for a global fast for men in order to cover the men within the kingdom and those coming in. It never fails to amaze me the traps and snares the devil sets for men. He hunts them down, so we must target them to protect, rescue, restore, and release them into destiny, into their destiny assigned to them by Yahuwah. In Matthew 28, 18-20, Yeshua placed emphasis on discipleship and mentoring as his final instructions. He did not say, win them to me, then leave them alone. No, he was careful to instruct his church to guide believers and teach them. Let's look at quality control. Discipling and mentoring is how we can keep our pulse on quality control. How do you think the quality of character of so many believing men and women has deteriorated over the years. There are no character checks, no teaching, no discipling, no training, all of which brings accountability. Regular inspection, tests, and examination bring accountability. That word again, accountability. Who oversees the overseer? In a biblical word, it should be the word of Yahuwah. 
authority structure in the church and the body of believers. Matthew 28, 18-20 And Yeshua came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. The reality is we live in a world where most men were never raised in a like a Christ-like environment in the first place, nor held accountable. So they desperately need a personal revelation of Yeshua, Hamashiach, to restore their image and identity of manhood. In essence, a spirit-filled man is a man who is ruled, guided, tutored, and held accountable to the word of Yahuwah and the promptings of the spirit of Yahuwah living within him. He is no longer self-governed. He is service-governed. His obedience to the word of Yah regulates his life so he lives above the standards of the world. He has a love relationship with Yeshua who conforms him to the image of the Father in heaven. He is truly like his Father. He is a son of Yahuwah. Romans 8.19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of Yahuwah. Okay? Okay, so I'm going to read just a little bit more, and then um, that'll be today's episode. Okay. I want to stop and prophesy to this generation of believers and readers that we shall again see the rise of the God-man in the earth, the sons of Yahuwah. We shall again see a revival of men who were crucified with Messiah, and the life they live in the flesh shall be lived by faith in the Son of Yahuwah. I prophesy a million men rising who shall be on fire for Yahuwah and the love of Yeshua burning in their hearts. Amen. I prophesy the body of Messiah shall no longer suffer from a deficient of spirit-filled men, but there will be an overflow of godly, righteous, holy, just men in every church, every community, every culture, every ethnicity, and every tribe and tongue on the earth. Amen. I prophesy a move of the wind of Yahuwah's spirit who will breathe upon men globally, and they shall be regenerated to become saved, sanctified, settled, and living ambassadors of the capacity and glory of Yeshua. Their words will speak life. Their lifestyle will bring peace and liberty everywhere they go. Their families and influence will spread out in prosperity, and their legacy shall be, rest- shall be restoration and revival. Amen. I prophesy that it shall come to pass in our lifetime. I prophesy our eyes shall see it, and we shall rejoice and celebrate with these men together in the presence of Yahuwah, our Father, our King, and our Master, Yeshua. Their souls shall live and not die, and their men shall not be few. I prophesy the nations of our world will be filled with kings and priests unto Yahuwah, who shall multiply, subdue, and take dominion. Amen. I command the north, the south, the east, the west, and the west of the earth and the underworld to give up the sons of Yahuwah now. Give them up. I command Satan to loose them. I command barriers to break down before them, and I command the Red Sea to part and the Jordan to move aside in Yeshua's name. Amen. I command the heavens and the earth, the heavenly hosts of angels and peoples of the earth, to work in partnership with this righteous decree and establish it today in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. I see this prophetic decree and declare this prophecy is irrevocable and irreversible. According to the will of Yahuwah the Father, Yeshua the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit, in Yeshua's name. Father in heaven, to the glory of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, do it for your glory. The kind of man we have just prayed and prophesied for is only possible when he is in love with Yeshua. When Yeshua is his first love, he becomes a recreated being in, in Messiah Yeshua. All things pass away and all things become new. Now there is a spirit that flows within him which transforms his heart and mind, his living and capacity to lead and love. Just like Yahuwah anointed Yeshua of Nazareth in Acts 10.38 with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing. So too, a spirit-filled man is a deliverer, a healer, empowered to do good to all, releasing the oppressed. He becomes like his maker and creator. There is a resemblance. He has inherited the divine nature of Yahuwah. Now you will notice change. Once Yahuwah works in the heart of a man to bring conviction, repentance, surrender to Yeshua, that man is transformed, often beyond recognition. A murderer suddenly begins to be a life giver. A womanizer becomes faithful. A demonized man is liberated. A lost man discovers his true identity and worth. A greedy man becomes content. A thief becomes a giver and not a taker. A prideful man becomes a humble man. A hateful man becomes loving. A hard man becomes gentle. A cold man becomes affectionate. A lying man becomes a teacher of truth. An immoral man becomes righteous. An uncaring man becomes considerate. A selfish man begins to serve and sacrifice. A disrespectful man becomes honorable. An idolater becomes a worshiper of the living Elohim. A depressed man becomes joyful. A fleshly man becomes spirit-filled. A sinful man becomes holy. A blind man sees. A lame man walks. A dead man lives. Hallelujah. This is why we pray to see this day to experience this breakthrough in the lives of the men we love. This is why we pray. Let Yahuwah deal with him is not a call to be vindictive in our attitude as women, but clear and call of Yahuwah to the women of this generation to begin to look at men through his spirit, not only through our natural interactions with them. Remember, we are dealing with hearts. A man is his heart. The scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. His heart is a reflection of who he truly is and what he is capable of. Not his belongings or education, his heart. The heart is a measure of the man. So what is Yahuwah doing about men? If you like so many women out there are asking, where are the men? What is Yahuwah doing about the men? Yahuwah is doing a lot about men. However, are we doing our part? Are you standing in intercession and raising up the prayer capital that releases the hand of Yahuwah into that man's lives. This is very important. A prayer that every woman must pray for that for the men she is connected to is that Yahuwah will circumcise his heart. Once the heart of a man is circumcised, like in the book of Acts 2.37, there will be repentance, which will lead to change, transformation of his soul. It is there that light enters and transformation process begins. Yahuwah is willing and able to process every man, and it is his desire that none should perish, but all come to the knowledge of the truth about his need of Messiah. When you read the ways Yahuwah deals with men, it will soothe your heart, knowing that the Father is working on them. And that's where I'm going to stop for today's episode. So, you know, as you pray, pray for the men that you're connected to. Pray for your husband or your husband-to-be, your future husband, whoever that you're praying for. 
Pray for their hearts to be circumcised. Pray for their eyes to be open. You know, pray that they will be open to the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's where it all needs to begin. Okay. So with that being said, that that's it for today's episode. And next episode, we will be picking up. Um, we're going to start seeing the 10 ways Yahuwah deals with men. Okay. And that's going to be really, really good. So stay tuned for that. That'll be part four, I think is where we're at. <laughs> so that is it for this episode. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, prayer requests, anything like that, please feel free to email me at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to help you there. So, all right, that is it for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.